today on Laura Lynn and Friends. Even if those school officials wanted to do something, I don't feel like they even could have done anything without them losing their jobs or, or something of that nature. So, I mean, I can't even fairly blame the administrative staff 100% because maybe they're being held by some strings that they're forced to dance on that they don't want to. Well, hello everyone and welcome to The Last Days. My name is Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson and I'm pretty thrilled because Rumble is just going up and up and up. Um, you guys are all finding me. I don't know if it's my Facebook crowd uh, that is now coming over to Rumble finding that I'm doing the show here, but um, I get notifications every time somebody signs on to Rumble and I'm really blessed because like my phone is dinging off the hook and it's like four people just signed up to Rumble, seven people just signed up. So I know I have a lot of fo uh, followers over there and of course you can find us on BitChute, Odyssey, we go live to eight platforms and uh, some of our tweets are in the hundreds of thousands. So we just say thank you to all of you for for that. Um, you all know that I start out my shows by reading from my dad's Bible. My dad passed away a few months ago and um, he was such an inspiration to me. We were a lot alike in many ways and uh, he taught me how to be tough uh, and he also taught me how to honor God. And so one of the things I love to do is open his Bible every day and I just kind of open it and go, you know, flick a few pages and see what I come to because almost every page in this Bible is marked up. And so my eyes fell today to Psalms 100 where it says, serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. It is God who made us and not we ourselves. Isn't that interesting? You can ponder on that for a while. You know, we make babies as humans, but that scripture is saying that God made us, God designed us, God decided who we would be. Interesting, right? Okay, so quite a story that I want to... I want to bring our guests on really uh, quickly because we're going to have to sort of go through a story here. And my heart went out to this family because I have two sons. I taught my sons to stand up, to not allow evil to be happening. I taught my sons to defend people, to defend women. Um, and for that matter, a woman should defend a man if she's in the position to be able to help that. But um, there's a situation in a school. This um, young man we're going to discuss had uh, some upset about something that was going on in the school and um, defended his personal friend, another girl. And because of that, he's being charged with a hate crime. And we're going to find out what it's all about. So Garrett Carr, I just thank you for waiting in the background there. And welcome to the show. Thank you for sharing a very personal story. And I guess it's a little bit emotional right now for your family because uh, you're facing that your son is, is, is getting charges. So um, could you tell us sort of what happened and what's going on as much as you'd like to share? I mean, yeah, it all started with uh, one day we me and my wife received a phone call from uh, the school stating that uh, our son had committed a hate crime. So, I mean, naturally we were concerned. And uh, so we went down to the school, got off work, went there right away. And uh, 
to find out that you know yeah some you know there'd been some, some violence you'd, you'd punched another child and um yeah that was they didn't really get into too much detail at that moment with us about what really happened right so, so we you find out you get to school you find out oh my goodness okay so my son has punched uh, another child and uh yeah, right off the bat, as a parent, you're kind of like, I better figure this out. You also know your son, and uh, you know, you know if he has a propensity to violence or not, or um, you know what. And and you must be thinking, wow, like what would have made this happen? And then the added thing of calling it a hate crime. So, what did you begin to understand about what had happened? Well, uh, the school didn't really elaborate much of anything. They didn't even say that he punched. They said that he committed a hate crime by attacking another student. And they wouldn't really let any more information go to us other than that. So naturally, after we left the school and had gotten into our vehicle, I had asked my son, like, what, what happened? And, you know, you better be honest with me because if you committed a hate crime, you need to tell me right now so that, you know, we can get this sorted out because if that's the case, that's not okay with me. And he continued to let me know that, no, this wasn't a hate crime. Like he was confused, didn't really understand why he was being accused of a hate crime. Um, so after a, a bit of a discussion with him, I came to the conclusion that um, obviously it uh, was because the other student was um, saying that they were gay and that was part of the root of the issue which kind of led into the whole thing um in a sense of uh using bathrooms and whatnot right um so basically a long story short is uh there was my son's friend she lives just down the road from us had been complaining to the uh, vice principal miss Linz at prince george secondary school uh approximately seven times according to what she said uh that this boy was in the bathroom and not only was he in the girls' bathroom, but he was peeking through stalls and being, uh, in, in her words, creepy and weird. And at times, wandering around with an erection, even, according to what she had said. Um, so, and this, this, these allegations came from a couple of other girls whom I'm, I personally don't know, so I can't elaborate any more on that. But that's just what my son had let me know, that there were several other girls who were uncomfortable with going in that washroom and they were actually using the other all genders bathroom just to avoid this boy. Um, huh. So, so, so the, <laughs> the straight kids are using the all genders bathroom to avoid a gay kid who feels he needs to go to the girl's bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, it's, it's one thing to go use the bathroom and it's, it's another thing to make the girls feel uncomfortable whether all or even just a fraction of those acts are true. I mean, we all know that stories, no matter how bizarre, always start with some truth as, at a root point. So obviously this boy was doing something to make these girls feel uncomfortable, right? Okay, so, so what did so your son, uh, your son had been told by his good friend and he'd also heard that other girls, and you don't know the other girls, but you do know this one girl. Have you ever discussed it with her yeah. uh, personally? Yes. Yes, and and what yep, is she? Yeah, we we have discussed with her. Okay. Oh yeah, so she has did exactly what Tony had told me in the beginning. Um, he everything he said that she, that she was saying 
she elaborated on and she, yeah there was a bit more to some of the detail than than what tony had let me know that's where we found out about the you know him wanting to be housed and so on and so forth and and being you know extra creepy in there versus what i'd heard of just him peeking through the stalls and whatnot yeah, it's super creepy to have a boy in a girl's bathroom. I, I would never like it. I don't think any of my friends would have appreciated it when we were in high school. Uh, we would have been very upset. We would have reported it. And for sure, in my day, we wouldn't have no boys allowed in girls' bathrooms at all for any reason. Uh, so uh, we're living in a progressive society where they seem to be a allowing some pretty crazy things and it's gone to a really insane level. But um, are you able to discuss with me the more detail that you uh, learned uh, from the, uh, the, the girl that felt that she was very uncomfortable and that per perhaps this boy is like peeping through the stalls and... Um, yeah, like, are you able to talk to me about that, or? It's, it's, yeah, I said, as, as far as we really got into it, I mean, having this discussion with, with a, a teenage female, so I was trying to be, you know, respectful and, and mindful of, of their mindset as well, right? So I didn't yes. want to dig and pry, mm -hmm. as I don't feel that that's too appropriate, considering it's not my child to be prying that far, but... So it was to the point where she would not go in the bathroom because when she was in there, he would be peeking through stalls. Uh, she claims he was aroused. And like it was to the point where she would ask him to leave and she would get a creepy response that would just make her just leave the bathroom and go use the all-genders bathroom. That's very disturbing. And, uh, That's very disturbing that any young woman would be put in a, um, in, in a potentially uh, sexually violating uh, position. So, um, did she indicate to you that she had gone and talked to, I think you said Miss Lynn or Miss Lynn's at the high school? Miss Lynn's, yes, correct. Yeah, I believe, I believe I could be wrong. I think there's, there's principals. Sorry, one second. Uh, sorry, it's Mr. Wood is what's her vice principal because there's four of them there because it's a rather large school. So okay. they have them alphabet, you know, depending on your last name, alphabetical letter, you have a certain, so Miss, sorry, it's Miss Mr. Woods, Mr. Miss Wood? Lins was the like, yeah. Miss Miss Lins is is our son's vice principal. Okay. So, and uh, this this young lady had brought this up to Mr. Woods. Yes, correct. Uh, approximately seven times, from what she recalls, possibly more. Wow, and uh, and what was the so, response so, so from a teacher? or a vice uh, principal who's told that a young woman is in a very compromised position in a private place, in a private personal space like a bathroom, where she's feeling that somebody of the opposite sex is potentially peeping on her in her private space. What was the response of Mr. Woods? Well, I, I mean, it, it was basically, you know, along those lines of, well, there's nothing I can really do about it, which which really relates back to that whole statement oh, earlier. We're, we're we're being bullied by by the non-bullying police, you know, and it's <laughs> it's you know it's just you know what do you what do you do right? Like you, at some point you got to say enough is enough. Like it it can't be they can't have both sides of the fence. Um, I mean, she she made a fair request for him to use the all genders bathroom. 
in in which there should be no bullying according to the fact that you know none of you know none of the bullies are really going to go in there under a fear of being labeled in their own mindset right you know like everybody else who's secure with themselves isn't too worried about labeling everybody else right so i mean i feel that that's uh, like a false excuse to to be wandering into the girls bathroom I, I think uh, they must have lost their ever-loving minds for not feeling that there is an extreme need for the protection of young women and that right. at no time yeah. is it okay to ever feel in high school that some dude is in the bathroom looking through the little, the little spaces in the door or feeling that he's even in there. What the heck is a guy doing in the girl's bathroom exactly and that's the way i feel about it too is that is that that we've had these bathroom issues ongoing for years and and now there's these bathrooms that are labeled for all genders meaning wide open to everybody why isn't he using that in any other bathroom why isn't he using that bathroom And, and that was the request made by the female student seven different times she made that request based off the fact that she was forced to use that bathroom under the fact that she did not feel comfortable going into the girl's bathroom because this boy was in there proceeding to do whatever may have happened in there, right? So, I mean... And also, is there something about uh, not just the bathrooms, but also change rooms? Is it two separate areas? There was issues... Oh yeah, yeah, no, so the, the change rooms are restricted solely for uh, like PE class access, meaning you're only in, I mean, sure there is bathrooms available in those areas. There, you know, there's washroom doors, et cetera, blah, 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 change stalls, this, that, but yes, um, essentially that's a separate area meant for PE class only. And there was the exact same issues where she would wait and wait for this boy to be done and out of the way if she had to in order to you know get herself ready for gym classes along with you know uh, with several other girls according to the complaints my son heard so um uh so is this boy just saying that he's gay uh is he also uh intimating through his behavior and maybe to school officials that he's a transgender and he somehow even though he's a boy fully biologically and doing behaviors that are very weird uh that um that do you think that he's had any claim to being transgender as well to my understanding no from what i've discussed with my son and the uh other younger female that was complaining about him no there's nothing except for the fact that he allegedly claims to be gay um and that's all that we've heard even the uh the vice principal miss Miss Linz told my son that if the student was not gay, then you would not be getting charged. I would not have to call the police and you would just receive a three-day suspension as per school standard. <laughs> or sorry, how I about, believe it's the school board How standard. about if a student is acting inappropriately and peeping on girls in a girl's bathroom and they're of the opposite sex or anyone doing that kind of weird behavior, how about they be dealt with? How about that, exactly. teachers? Well, and 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 that's what I consider to be the true hate crime here myself. I mean, yep. I mean, I don't know. I may be a bit harsh in saying this, but I feel that 
a boy feeling that he can just objectify girls like that at school is a true hate crime. It's a hate crime against women or girls, sorry, but um, I feel that's the true hate crime here, not, not my son sticking up for these girls who have complained to the administrative staff and have received no support from the school district, the administrative staff, counselors, anything, any way, shape or form from that school. I'm, I'm certainly no uh, professional counselor, but I would say that from everything that I've read, all the stories that come across my desk, everything that I deal with, um, that somebody showing that kind of um, propensity to be doing that could really be having um, a predatorial issue and could be very capable of much worse things if not stopped immediately. In fact, that should be dealt with immediately for the protection of this, the other girl students. And so this is all very shocking. Um, so your son, if we get back to the crux of the story, he's dealing with his friend and your son is a respectful uh, young man and he is not going into the girl's washroom or the girl's uh, gym gym change room and would never think to do that because that would be inappropriate. And so he's seeing his friend being violated, complaining about it. Not only this one friend, but numerous friends who are girls. And your son gets upset because no one is dealing with this. All the adults have left the room and allowing a young uh, L LGBTQ uh, queer community kid to be making everyone uncomfortable. And your son is put sort of in this thing. And I, I know with, with men, um, there can be a real protective side to that. And so we're not going to say that uh, maybe if your son hit him or, or anything, that that was, uh, we're not going to say that we endorse violence, but we are going to say something's very wrong. And I would be very upset if my son were in the position where he has friends who are girls being respectful of women, that there's a situation where adults, professionals, teachers, and vice uh, principals and principals should be involved to make sure that all kids are safe so that this kind of thing is not having to be taken care of by a young a young guy so your son felt very protective of his friend and then what happened well so it was over a period of of, of the time it took you know several weeks for those those complaints to to go through where the where the girl could actually get time with the administrative staff and over that period of time, she was also kind of discussing it with, with my son. And after the, you know, fourth or fifth complaint, you know, you know, more than a couple months of this happening, um, he felt the need to go and uh, to, to talk to this other kid and to maybe say, okay, hey, you know, maybe nobody else has spoken to you about this, but I just wanted to let you know that, you know, you're making a lot of girls feel uncomfortable with what you're doing. Kind of, kind of, you know, just giving him the benefit of the doubt, trying to be amicable in the situation. And so, you know, and, and as the complaints kept going into the office and he kept receiving complaints from these girls at the same time, you know, as they, they would tell him, you know, blah, 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 you know, 
how, how it works with high school. Everybody's talking, right? Um, yeah. So and, and several more times he went and approached him with just, just trying to verbally let this, this, this other boy know that, hey, you need to be using these all gender bathrooms if you're uncomfortable with the male bathrooms. Um, that's just what it should be. If you're uncomfortable with your own gender's bathroom, then you need to be using the all gender bathroom where all should be welcome, right? They're all part of, they should all be part of the same community. And therefore there should be no issues in that bathroom. And then right. he just, he just, he just would not really acknowledge what uh, my son was saying to him. And he just kind of slough it off. And, and I believe like your, your son kind of got pretty in his face a little bit saying, what kind of, like, what kind of parts do you have basically? Right. Well, well yeah. So, well, what do you this, got down there? And this, is the girls' this, this bathroom where up. you belong? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this this is what leads up. So, after several altercations verbally, not not altercations, I guess they weren't. He wasn't being aggressive so much as just trying to talk Speaking. to the other student. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Me, you know. Maybe being a little assertive and getting his attention at times, but um, you know, not being aggressive in any means. No yelling or or aggravated talking or anything like that. Um, Finally, there was the complaint about him wandering around being aroused in the girls' bathroom. So that day after that complaint, then that's when my son felt the need to say, okay, you know what? En enough is enough. This has gone way too far. Um, and, you know, we've always raised our kids that, you know what, if you see something wrong in the world, you need to do, try to do what your best what you can to fix the situation. So, you know, you start with speaking to adults. And if that fails, and the adults are not present. Yeah, no, this they, is they, a yeah, this is all, a huge neglect of your duty to keep the school safe. Not dealing with a a young guy who clearly needs counseling. This this young boy doing this. Let's not villainize him. Let's just say there's some issues there, and his parents and he needs to take a time out and get some help. For whatever's going on there but now we've left girls in a very uh, a very precarious Vulnerable and place. i'd say dangerous position and the the adults are not dealing with it so your son has ha been having these conversations and i guess one thing led to another and it ended up in a fight uh yeah so basically after that that like i said that last day i told you when the girl had openly complained about him being aroused in the, in the washroom after peeking through the, the cracks oh in the stalls. How disgusting. Um, so he went and approached the other boy and the other boy was trying to ignore him. So he became very, very aggravated and excited at that point. I mean, he, he, he was pretty nervous and, and aggravated. And uh, so he went up and yelled at the kid to turn around and speak to him. The kid turned around and speak to him, spoke to him, sorry, and uh, he asked him basically, what uh, genitalia do you have, et cetera, et cetera, male or female. And um, the kid responded with, I have male genitalia. And then that's when my son told him, okay, well, then you need to stop using the girl's bathroom and use the all gender or the, or the boy's bathroom. And then yeah. there proceeded to be a bit of an argument. And then my son finally got fed up with the other child just not listening and and being the way he was about it and not having a, a constructive attitude towards the situation and he punched him in the face gave him one one punch in the face 
and left it at that, um, which, I mean, I re resulted in a little bit of uh, injury to it, to his teeth and a couple other things like that. But I mean, had the school administrative staff actually addressed the situation with, you know, counseling, any number of other avenues of support that they might have for this, this other boy, when the girls had made the complaints, then uh, a young, a young man would not have felt that he would have to show up in valor for his female companions. I 100% agree with that. that. And and I, I just think that your uh, young boy is going to make a wonderful husband one day and a wonderful man in this world for standing uh, up like that. I do not condone violence. And I'm sure as a father, you would say, well, listen, maybe we should have, uh, you know, said everything and maybe not punched him in the face. But that having, but let's put all that aside because because kids fight in the schoolyard all the time. I grew up, oh, yeah. I, I always saw boys uh, wrestling, so-and-so's meeting, so-and-so so out back, everybody be there, you know what I mean? And and you yeah. have a showdown, yeah, and, yeah. and then the kids are best friends like in a week, right? I mean, this happens in every high school, people get punched out, you have all that. But let's go to the hate crime. Hate crime. Okay, so who who's deciding that? What crazy so person is deciding that? Basically, uh, I mean, without getting into stuff that I'm, I cannot speak about that I've read in, in court documents that clearly state I'm not allowed to talk about that. There is other influences in play from what I've read that, you know, have kind of insinuated that as far as on the RCMP end of things with, the, with their paperwork and everything. But uh, the, the school is the one that really started it. So, like I said, they phoned us and and told us that her son had committed a hate crime, not that he had another student. So right away, they, they labeled it a hate crime. And before we had gotten there to speak to our son, they had already and what happened, they had committed a crime. If that other child was not gay, then this would just be a three-day suspension. I wouldn't have to call the police and your parents and et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so they, they really started that. And within within 48 hours of that happening, as I, as I discussed earlier with you, our, our elementary child goes to school uh, closer to home because we're, we're outside of George, so they all catch a bus. Um, within 48 hours, uh, a, a talk going on at a younger child about how hate crime headed against LGBTQ members. I'm just going to ask Prince you George to... Secondary school. Yeah, uh, we're just having a problem. Can you repeat the last uh, sentence? Because just, uh, you know, I know you're on satellite or whatever, and uh, it's just chopping up everything you're saying. So maybe just repeat the last. So within the last 48 hours or 48 hours before, within 48 hours, what happened? Sorry. 48 hours after the uh, Prince George Secondary School had phoned us, the parents, yes. to, to let us know what happened. Um, 48 hours after our elementary school, uh, our elementary school child school, they were having a discussion or already talking about how a hate crime had been committed. And yet there was no, oh, no discussion, no, no, nothing going into any of this. Like no, nobody even, even dared question what happened. So these schools basically support. So these schools sounds like basically coming to the defense of a child behaving like a peeping Tom. 
behaving in a manner that is completely inappropriate and not respectful of women. So they're coming to the defense of this kid rather than defending the students. Yeah, and I feel that's, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I could be, you know, some people might consider me wrong for saying this, but I consider that an obvious result of this whole, you know, hurt feeling cancel culture type society where, you know, if, if somebody just throws up a flag of some sort of anything like that, that you can't question their actions, you can't hold them accountable for something based off fear of repercussion that you shouldn't have to fear. even if those even if those school officials wanted to do something i don't feel like they even could have done anything without them losing their jobs or or something of that nature so i mean i can't even fairly blame the administrative staff 100 percent because maybe they're being held by some strings that they're forced to dance on that they don't want to but they don't have a choice the whole woke world has gone nuts uh, they've all lost their ever-loving minds. They can't even be logical yes. anymore because they're so afraid of. So 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 th- so this guy's cowering in fear. Oh, it's a gay student. It's a gay student. They can do whatever they want. Kids, just just you know, just be quiet. Like they can do whatever they want. Any violation, it doesn't matter. We're just so scared. So I, I've got a clip. I if you've got time, I want to show you a clip that sort yeah. of. This is about um, the the whole wokeness on this kind of issue, and it's more to do with um, the the transgender. But it's quite fitting because there's aspects of this that are all tied in. So take a look at Tucker and an argument he's having with a a woke liberal dude. Take a look. Take you back three sentences when you said gender identity is determined by the person who possesses it. That's mm-hmm. almost exactly what you said. Correct. And I'm saying there are massive implications of this that everyone is either too dumb or too embarrassed to explore, but let's do so now. If your sex is what you say it is, then what prevents me from playing on a women's field hockey team? What prevents me from getting convicted of a felony and demanding to go to a women's prison? And it's a real question. It's, it's not a, it's not a real question. Why is it not a real question? It's, it's, it's not a real question because it is pretty absurd. And there are no wait, other wait, wait, examples. Because, because why? There, because there are no examples of this. The, 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 what do you mean? There, there, I'm sorry, but there are no examples. This is the same argument about saying that there, uh, this will allow sexual predators to go into, into women. I'm not into making that argument. Yes, but, yeah, but, you are, but you are making that argument. Okay, what I'm saying is... I just want to know what the standards are. I'm not actually making any claims. I'm merely the, asking the, a question the, the, the and I want are, you to answer. Yes, the standards are Is there are exact, a scientific exactly standard? Because when you deal with questions of biology, that is a species of science. So what's the scientific standard? I'm a scientist. I want to know if you're a man or a woman. How do I find out? Look, these, these are discussions that, you're, that I, I encourage you to have with someone someone who is transgender and they can come and, and no, talk to you about it. I, I don't need that. To speak to a, I can speak to you because you think about the stuff for a living. So it's a very simple question. Yes. I want to know I, if you're a man or a woman. I'm a scientist. How do I find out? Your gender identity determines your gender, period. Okay. So should someone who looks like me, I look like a man, you think I was a man, I say I'm a woman, and I demand to play in a women's sports team, I demand to go to a women's college, I demand a small business administration loan for women-owned businesses. That's a real thing. That's a billion-dollar question, for real. Can you, can you turn me down if I say I'm a woman? The question that is on the table right now is about Title Nine. Let's not and, be, about, and about and about guns. No, but you want to go off on Title Nine applies. It's not a tangent. You, you want, you Title want, Nine you applies to it applies and was created yes. around the question of women's sports. So, as a apparent man, if I say I'm a woman, is that enough? Do I meet the standard 
as a woman to play in a women's sports team. This, that this goes is, right to Title IX. Don't this, dodge the question. I'm not dodging the question. This is something the Supreme Court is be looking at is going to looking at next, next month. And yes, the answer is absolutely yes. Okay. Gender identity determines one's gender. Let me ask you period. this. Period. And just, this is a this is a matter this is a matter of civil rights. Is there science behind this? Because I know that there's, I'm there's often getting science. really absolutely what, what science can, I want you to name a single scientist, just one, who says you can determine your own sex just by saying so. Can you name one scientist who says that? I, I, I'd be happy to send you many after. Uh, a when, scientist when who said you can determine your own sex. An actual scientist, like someone is, who went to college. No, listen, you, 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 you clearly have some issues around this. It's not and an issue. Which, which I, I have questions like. that you can't answer. And you're instead throwing things like you're not enlightened. I'm asking you a sincere question. What's the science behind this? And you're deflecting. Why? I'm, 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 I'm simply not deflecting. This is this is this is this is a matter of this is a matter of settled uh, uh, science, and it is something. What's the that, science exactly? That you are what you say you are. Can I change my race too? And, and don't this dodge is, that question. Is, That's a real question. Is, no, no, you cannot. You cannot. Why? Change why your can't race? I change my race, but I can change my sex? What's the difference? That is not about changing. It is not about changing. But why your sex. Isn't this is about it? inherently who people are. Really? And, what if I say I'm inherently of another race? Who are you to say I'm not? I mean, again, you're, you're getting into these silly hypotheses. It's not silly, silly at all. Two it years is, ago, nobody absolutely. thought you could change your own sex. And you're saying it's, that, well, it's one, settled one science. That is, one, that is simply not true. We have had transgender protections uh, in, in this country but for But you haven't explained what transgender is. You're just saying it's whatever it's, we say it is. You, look, you want to go into this in this right-wing pseudoscience. It's not right-wing at all. It, it is. It absolutely It absolutely It's pseudoscience, is. right? You name no, what you, I will you give are, you $1,000 if you can find any scientist, like an actual biologist, at an accredited American college, willing to come on this show and say, "Here's the science. Here's the state of play of biology, 2017. I, I, Name your sex, I, and that's I, what I it is." I don't understand. You can't. I, I There's don't no understand why you won't answer the answer the question I'll answer about any why. Question always. Excellent. Why shouldn't schools who are asking for it get guidance on how to create safe safe environments for say, all their kids? I would say why that, that guidance exists. It floats on the internet, and if it's merely guidance. <laughs> Then the federal government needs no more to do with it. They well, can say, well, "Here's well, our guidance." Well, if, if, You're if, undermining if, your if own simply, argument, if, if, which if was weak to begin with. So I, I would say that this school needs some guidance because they don't seem to know a hill of beans about how to protect young women in their school. And some guy who is not even saying he's trans that I'm hearing uh, appears to be gay thinks that that gives him liberty. And somehow the school is trembling in fear at, at dealing with this aberrant behavior. And now your son yeah, I mean, I, is being charged with a hate crime. Wow. Yeah, and I feel that, 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 that the real, like I said, the real hate crime here was, was, was well, you know, committed by, well, you know, the, the boy committed a hate crime against women, if you ask me. But I feel like, you know, the real hate crime is going to be that these these adults, these administrative staff from the school or the school district, what have you, I'm not quite sure where the exact uh, employment lies, but I feel like they, they are the ones that have committed a hate crime against the students in the sense of not addressing the issue uh, and 100%. leaving these young women in a vulnerable place where they feel like their only recourse is to get another young male their age to, to deal with this for them. Oh, it's just and, a gross... You know, I'm not saying neglect of their of their duties. It is. It, it, it's absurd and it's absurd that absurd. like i said even if i i feel like even if these administrative staff wanted to do something that they they couldn't their hands would be tied by 
by everything going on nowadays where you cannot right. say, you can't say, can't call anybody out on anything. You know, everybody yes. gets a participation ribbon. I think they should and, be you know, charged. Should, the real life doesn't apply. I think they're liable. I, I agree. I, I really think that there should be some kind of, you know, perversion charges laid. Yes. And, you know, and maybe they could be resolved with counseling. I'm not requesting jail time for the other student, but I feel that the underlying issue is why is there a boy perving out in the girl's bathroom to the point where girls are using the all genders bathroom to avoid him? And unacceptable. And even greater, I think we have to place the blame where it belongs. Mr. Wood or Mr. Woods, whatever uh, that is. I don't know if it's yeah. with an S at the end. And, and Miss and, and Miss and Miss Wins, who also dealt with my son at Lins. that point, could have conversed. They yeah, should they be should fired. Have been conversing as to why this. They should be fired for not protecting. The girls, they should be fired. You want to charge 100%. this young man with, uh, this is not a hate crime. Uh, let's say it was just a, you know, a, a kid who's, um, you know, uh, heterosexual, wants to look, I don't know why gay guys, you know, doing this. Uh, apparently, I thought that they swung the other way. Okay, so you got some kid who, who likes girls and he's in there. Listen, he's, he's going to get beat up. I, I mean, I think every man... Uh, my age and up is going to go, if anyone's doing to that, that to girls, you know, you, you take care of it out back or whatever. Well, we don't want violence. All right. But now we've got a, a school system perpetrating and allowing and actually inflaming a situation because of their cowardice, because they are such cowards that they will not protect young women from gross, indecent behavior on the part of a boy. Whatever he is, yeah, they should be fired. Yeah, and I think charges need to be laid. and And I would encourage you to do that as the parent and other parents in the school, especially of these young women. And let's not let's stop all this nonsense about running in fear from the LGBTQ crowd because actually they're painting a very bad picture for themselves. And I'll tell you something I know from my position, I get LGBTQ people writing me, thanking me for how I stand up against things and especially the transgendering of kids, you know, and going along with all of that because they don't even believe in that. LGBTQ people do not want to be known as peeping Toms or, you know, queer uh, groomers. Groomers, oh, a new word coming out. That are groom, yeah, grooming, grooming children, or or what I say, you know, at the end of the day, I, feel, I personally feel groom children are edging the line of pedophilia. That, that is not discussions that need to be pedophilia. had. Pedophilia. It happens with our with our younger daughter who she she's only in grade six, and they're already discussing things that I don't even feel, and I'm pretty sure if you look into it, probably aren't legal to be discussing with children that age. Oh, and this school definitely is, charge them. The school only has uh, 17 kids, but they range from kindergarten to grade seven, and, and they're all in one classroom. So these discussions aren't just being sevens. They're being had with everybody from kindergarten, which I feel if you're talking anything of a sexual nature of grooming or this, that, anything of that kind of nature, to a child that at five years old is completely unacceptable. It is completely unacceptable. I mean, it's grooming. It, yeah. Pedophilia is huge. And in fact, there are, I think there are seven cases of teachers in British Columbia being charged with pedophilia. 
And uh, I, I have um, uh, one of my viewers who keeps me abreast of what's happening. There are court cases that are happening. We have the schools full of these books that have, uh, I just did a show on it. Um, was it a week I, ago? I've seen that with uh, Pierre and, and uh, some Pierre. Giving. Yeah, I see, yep. I just, and I just, a, a I gal named Laura yes. Gabank. And, I, and I, I, I couldn't even believe what I heard on, like, I'm, I'm actually slightly disturbed at what I heard about books with older males talking to younger males yep. and dads and their daughter like, sexualizing to, children to the point where Pierre said I just seen this today actually where Pierre said he sent that book back to school this and they came of sending them pornographic images and threatened to call these like yep. where 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 does it end? Where does where does I encourage the, the everyone listening and yourself to check in with Action for Canada, Action for the number four Canada.com. They have uh, yep. liability notices that can be delivered. And I do think that charges need to be laid against all teachers, principals, and vice principals who do not protect female students have y'all lost your ever-loving minds are you not thinking about about kids and how vulnerable they are and that rapes yeah, happen I mean, in anyway, bathrooms I, at schools this is well known it's even happened by transgenders I, yeah and i and i think that it's it's not even just like i mean I, I fully endorse standing up for the female students as well but i mean i mean i feel that all all students need to be be represented and all their concerns be addressed when it comes to stuff like this and just stay quiet and relax and take it easy just because it's that's from some freshly labeled community in a sense you know of, of modern day society where all of a sudden because there's a label on something now you can't you can't call somebody out on on dis, dishonest actions or I, you know, I feel so actions. angry. I feel so angry for what they're doing to your boy, for what they've done to these precious young girls and, and allowing yes. them to be victimized and be put in a vulnerable, non-protected position from a kid who's peeping at them in the bathroom, a very private space at any age, but especially when you're a teenager. You need your privacy. You value that. It's important to give kids that. And I am so enraged at the lack of uh, Miss Linz and Mr. Woods not doing their job so that they're leaving the student population vulnerable to a, a situation like this. And then it being labeled a hate crime. You've got to be freaking kidding me that, that your son has committed a hate crime. No, he's a hero. He took care of business that Mr. Woods wouldn't take care of. It is absolutely appalling. Yeah. And furthermore, I just want to understand, has he been cited? Like, did, did a police officer come and read him his rights or how does this work? Yeah. 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 So we were called, uh, actually what happened is, is we weren't even called by the school. We were called by our son to, uh, let us know that he had been called down to the office to be arrested and or possibly questioned by the RCMP. So naturally we're like, okay, well, before anybody gets to do anything, we should be getting called by the RCMP to let us know that they need to, you know, come do what they have to do, arrest, question, whatever with our son. Um, it was just, just, just so happens, luckily I'm self-employed and was able to get the time off work and uh, rush to the school immediately I barely beat the RCMP there by a couple of minutes 
with my wife and uh, we went in and uh, the RCMP proceeded to let him know that he was under arrest and so on and et cetera. Uh, and then they listed the charges, which was um, assault causing bodily harm and public incitement of hatred as, as if he had started some kind of anti LGBTQ <laughs> riot or something like the way, the way they went off about it. I was like, I was like, uh, pardon me. Of like, hatred. You know what incites like, hatred? Me, but- yeah. Inappropriate sexual deviant behavior that, that incites well, and, a lot of anger. And you know what else incites hatred? Hatred amongst youth like that is when the adults don't intervene when they should. Exactly. Right? I think like Mr. That, Woods that, should that, be that, in that, danger that of losing his that's job. Just throwing gas on the fire. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I feel that it's the ad that should have stepped in when the initial cowards started rolling in from the girls. Yeah. I'd like to that, play um, you. We're having a tr- trouble with your audio a little bit, but. Uh, while we just let the, uh, maybe, you know, the satellites change or whatever. Uh, Could I play you one more clip uh, from Bill Maher, sort of talking about, again, this woke culture that has made everybody scared of everything and how it just doesn't make sense. Uh, I'd like to play that. Because we're literally experimenting on children. Maybe that's why Sweden and Finland have stopped giving puberty blockers to kids. Because we just don't know much about the long-term effects. Although common sense should tell you that when you reverse the course of raging hormones, there's going to be problems. We do know it hinders the development of bone density, which is kind of important if you like having a skeleton. (laughs) Fertility and the ability to have an orgasm seem also to be affected. This isn't just a lifestyle decision, it's medical. Weighing trade-offs is not bigotry. Yet when a book questioning the sudden uptick in transitioning children was released, a trans lawyer with the ACLU named Chase Strangio tweeted, stopping the circulation of this book and these ideas is 100% a hill I will die on. How very civil liberties of him. And if you haven't noticed that with kids doing something for the likes is more important than their own genitals, you haven't been paying attention. Dr. Erica Anderson is a prominent 71-year-old clinical psychologist who is herself transgender and who now says, I think it's gone too far. The LA Times summarizes, she's come to believe that some children identifying as trans are falling under the influence of their peers and social media. If you attend a small dinner party of typically very liberal upper-income Angelinos, It is not uncommon to hear parents who each have a trans kid having a conversation about that. What are the odds of that happening in Youngstown, Ohio? If this spike in trans children is all natural, why is it regional? Either Ohio is shaming them or California is creating them. (laughs) I I heard one time Bill Maher say that uh, with the, the increase in kids that are you know, representing uh, or identifying as trans kids, uh, basically the entire population will be gay with, you know, by 2050 or whatever, because there's so many now doing this. Um, I think one of the reasons that we kind of got a couple of clips to do with transgenderism is because it's really hard to understand what a young, what a young man, um, a, a young boy is doing in a girl's bathroom. And, um, it doesn't seem like he's sort of claiming this, but that makes it even weirder in a way. 
uh, because he's not going the natural yeah, way, I mean, and it's disturbing. It's just disturbing. I, I, and, I, and I mean, I mean, again, I, you know, a lot of people might say I'm wrong, but I feel like saying I identify as is essentially I'm pretending to be. Um, you know, everybody's, in my opinion, anyways, everybody's given you know, their, their, their deal at birth. And that's, that's what you your have. Your son and, hit the nail on the head, and, sir, and because your son right. said, what kind of genitalia do you have in light of you continuing to be abusive towards my friend and her friends and these women that we're protecting in the school? Uh, what kind of genitalia do you have? The, the point is scientific. It's database because that's the way that we should be deciding bathrooms that's the way we should be well, deciding uh, uh sports yeah and i i feel like at the end of the day i mean irrelevant of of what uh kind of cover you put on a book per se for for a metaphor i feel that you know at the end of the day if you check the blood you have one of two chromosomes and yes, you're naturally inherent of that chromosome whether you want to be or not or whether you maybe you're a little mixed up or what, what have you but at the end of the day, the, the, those chromosomes are still there and they still have an effect and a, and a play on the situation. And it shouldn't be left up to young people like that to to deal with situations like that with, with all mm. the confusion and hormone and just everything going on as a teenager. It's horrible. Just even, you know, back in, back in the day when it was just, you know, X and Y, right? You know, uh, and I feel, you know, there was just a severe lack of adult supervision uh, and, and involvement in the situation and that, uh, you know, more, more needs to be done and, and we need to back this, this cancel culture thing just a little bit and this hurt feelings things a little bit and everybody needs to realize that no matter who you are, you know, a 40 year old black woman, a 12 year old, you know, confused child don't even know are, or whether you are a, a 35 year old gay man, you need to be held accountable for your actions if they are immoral and unjust. Absolutely. And, and that's just and the putting fact of the matter. other people. It doesn't matter your race. Making yeah, other people no, your race, your religion, your creed, your sexual orientation, your identity, whatever, it doesn't matter. You should be held accountable for immoral and, and wrong actions. If they are unjust and immoral to somebody else, you should be held accountable. I 100% agree with this. And that's, and that's, I don't that's know the bottom line. I don't know, and I don't know if you can say where the hate part of this, because the hate crime part is where it really takes a bad turn. Um, uh, th th this is horrendous for your son to be accused of a hate crime. That's ridiculous. Uh, the crimes I, I, I feel, have I, I feel been perpetrated by the principals. Yeah, and, and I feel that, you know, you know, you know, be openly endorsing violence or anything. And, and neither do I personally think that, uh, you know, even though I have my disagreements uh, based on my fundamental life principles and so on and so forth, I don't endorse violence or open acts of hatred against, uh, against somebody for actions that don't hurt others and themselves possibly in the long, right. You know, um, but uh, I feel that that's, you know, it's just not, it's not okay the way things are going and, and people need to start standing up and, and, and speaking up for themselves. You know, it's, it's just, there's just too much immorality and, and, 
and it, the, the cup's filling up quick and it's, it's going to have to pour out soon enough. And it's just what it is. You know, we, there's, there's only so much room for it. And yeah, absolutely. Just people are going to start, people are going to start standing up and, and speaking up. And it's just going to, I feel that if, if, if it isn't addressed soon enough, it's, it's just going to create a circle of hatred that never ends. You know what I well, mean? Like, yeah. you know, first, you know, you got the racial, you got the sexual, you got everything going on and there's these big never ending circles and everybody that's on the downside feels like they have to take it to the next level to get on the upside. And at some point, everybody's just got to say, Hey, you know what? We all got to respect each other. And, and if people have to be held accountable for immoral actions, that's the baseline of it all. They if, do. Immoral actions need to be held. You need to be held accountable for that. If, if and, anything you do is immoral or unjust, then, then that's, you need to be held accountable. It's interesting. They would try to shame your son who's actually, um, done something from a justice cause. And they would have no shame labeled to a young man going into a girl's bathroom and being inappropriate and no well, shame seeming to come to the teachers who have allowed young girls to be violated, violated. I'm using that word. They have been violated and not oh yeah, respected 100%. or protected. And violated is definitely the correct word. Yes, yeah, oh yeah, no, violated been. is definitely the correct word. Uh, like, like I said, the girl won't, to this day still doesn't want to use the woman's bathroom. She doesn't even feel like she can use her own gender's bathroom. I would definitely call that a serious violation of one's basic civil rights as a human being, whether you be male or female. And obviously women, females are more subjective to this kind of nature than males. Um, it's just a natural inherent thing of the human race. And there's no denying that uh, I myself as a male can totally agree. Yeah. You know what? As a woman, I would probably feel a lot different about the way that men in general view women and especially younger men. Right. Um, yeah. It's just an, it's, it's, it's an, it's an inherent nature of it's human nature. Um, not to say that we can't better ourselves in that come the future, but uh, it's just an inherent thing at this point. And, uh, I feel that, yeah, the whole situation was just handled completely wrong completely by wrong. the, uh, yeah, by the administrative staff from the school. And, uh, that so something should have been brought up, it, you know, yeah. they, they didn't have to, you know, go straight to charges. They could have, they could have requested something as basic as, Hey, we'd like, we'd like to know if you would let your son talk to our counselor. They could have started it very subtle. And, yeah. not and you know been, what they could have uh, said was young man who's going into the girl's bathroom. You'll be talking to our counselor and, and, and yeah, we, no, you, I, we need to I, call I, your I parents in because we're going to maybe have to charge you with some inappropriate behavior. If we don't get this sorted out real quick. In fact, they should have just done that. The kid already should have been charged with some sort of something. And the, the, the this is so inappropriate. Well, I, the I, girls I, have been I violated. Totally agree with that. Yep, the teachers are useless I, 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 and have not 
lived up to the, their job requirements for the protection of all students. It's horrendous. Garrett, I find you to be a, a really wonderful dad. I'll give you the final word. And uh, I'm very in support of you getting justice. Please let me know what happens. Everyone, check out Action for Canada because they do have liability notices that should go to these teachers. And also, I think charges should actually come against them. I hope that this goes very big. Hello, Anything Laura. More? I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to thank you for your time and my uh, the opportunity you've given me to explain my son's situation. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate the time you do explain all this. And uh, I think anybody else that's going similar to this, any perfect up, needs to be accountability for your actions. It does not matter your race, your religion, your sexual orientation. If anything you do is immoral or unjust you need to be held accountable and should be held accountable. 100% Garrett, 100% in agreement. And so is our audience, as you'll see by all the comments. <laughs> so we're, we're tired of it. We're really done up to here with the lack of courage in our systems and y'all better straighten up and protect our children because it's pathetic. I have nothing good to say about these schools. Thank you, Garrett. And um, I hope that your situation yeah. resolves well. I'll be happy to talk to you, your son, your wife, anytime. Let me know. Keep me posted. Well, we will give you an update after the uh, court pending. Yes, sir. And let you know how things. Thank Enjoy you very much. Submit this to the court. Feel free to submit this, uh, this whole show to the court. Thank you. Take care. Well, very much. Enjoy your night. Thank you. Great family, great family. My name's Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson, and uh, my website is lauralynn.tv. You will not see shows like this on CBC, CTV, or Global because they're not reporting on the truth. They'll want to let you know how um, all, all of this is, is really, <laughs> you know, is okay, <laughs> and it's not okay. Um, thanks for standing with us. The reason that I'm able to do this is because our team spends a lot of time gathering everything together. My husband and I consider this a calling in our lives to be able to share good information, good stories, relevant stories to our culture, and to come against injustice whenever we can. I thank you for your donations. I appreciate that. And uh, you can go to my website. There's a donations um, area there. And you can make a one-time donation or, um, or a... Uh, a monthly donation. You can also email me at lauralynnlive at protonmail.com to help us to do what we do. Uh, my blood is boiling right now because I know what it's like to be a teenage girl. And I certainly honor that this young boy felt that he was trying to defend uh, the sanctity of women. And... That was not being upheld by any of the other characters in this story. Unbelievable. So I'd like to leave you, as I normally do, with a scripture. And thank you for joining me today. I hope that you're doing well. Tomorrow, uh, we will be down. Do we have that poster? We will be down at an event downtown. Bill Vanderzam will be there. Maxime Bernier. I will be speaking. Uh, it is called Stand United Vancouver. Stand up to medical tyranny. You can join us 
Friday, October 7th from 1 to 4 o'clock, 669 Howe Street in Vancouver. And uh, we will be talking about uh, medical tyranny, what they've done. How many, how many jabs do you think is okay to force? Is it the, just the first two? Keep your job, get a couple of jabs. Is that how many for you? Uh, my doctor said he would do two shots and I think three boosters. Um, some people are getting uh, their third shot and, and actually dying after that. So the VAERS reports reveal a very telling tale about that. Also, the, the websites um, died suddenly on Facebook that was uh, removed after it got to 300,000 people where you could read story after story after story about medical tyranny and the cost and the loss of life and also the harms that have come. How many shots do you think a government can mandate? How many shots can your employer mandate before you think it's one too many? That's what we'll be talking about tomorrow. I'd like to read to you today uh, from 2 Timothy 3. This always helps me, you guys. You know that, to just read a little bit of the word. You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings. What kinds of things happen to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, the persecutions I endured. This is Timothy talking to some of the people that he mentors, and he says this, Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evildoers and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise. You know what I love about this Bible? It makes you so smart. It tells you not to engage in bad behaviors, in lasciviousness and perversions. It tells you to flee sexual immorality. It tells you to expose evil works of darkness and to be a part of the wave of righteousness. You know what's happening in this land? It's what Hank Kuhneman talked about. He's a prophet of God. And he said in Canada, there would be a righteous rebellion against the evil works of darkness, a righteous rebellion that would lead this nation back to, we pray for a righteous leader. Stand tall, everyone. Do what's right. Thanks for spending this time with me. See you tomorrow. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. 
Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.